LA is our house. This is episode 122. I'm here with Lewis. You're not Bobby. No, I'm not Bobby. Bobby's not here. Unfortunately, he could not join us for this episode. Um, but obviously, he is here in spirit. And by spirit, I mean he's going to, you know, he's going to be in the back of my head going, hurry the fuck up. Um, so, so, so here we go. Uh, we're coming off of a win in Philadelphia, um, in horrible, horrible conditions. I mean, it's it just, just a torrential downpour, uh, in Philly. And, uh, to that, I say, there we go. Watch that. Um, that was a beer. If not, so this isn't balls and this is not balls, and, not balls and beers. Um, so before we get into the game, Lewis, uh, what's going on? Anything going on with you? Um, not really. We're back to work. We're after that World Cup lull. To be honest with you, I, like, I, 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 I feel weird not having a balls and vodka to do. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, as per tradition, I usually take uh, that the month off of work to watch the World Cup. I think 2006 might be the only one because I actually started that month at work, so it's the only World Cup I've ever really like missed. Um, and, uh, thanks to my baby bonding time that I had not yet taken, I was able to, uh, take the entire month off and some, uh, to watch the tournament. And I did actually go back to work late last week. Um, and this is actually my sixth day in a row working. So I finally get a day off tomorrow. So, um, I need a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's, that's how it goes. Like I just got back from vacation, uh, as well. I was gone for the weekend and um and i got back to work today and i was like oh my god i, I just I, I i need some rest well, yeah, but, because, to be honest, but to be honest I mean, you, you know i had i i had a family vacation and it was a lot of like i had to drive a lot it was a lot of like wrangling the kids and like we went to the beach so it was, you know the, there's that whole production um so like being at work was kind of like ah it's quiet <laughs> it's quiet i have like five minutes to think how funny well I, I always say like when when if i take like a let's say just a two-week vacation because i had the time and i don't necessarily travel or do anything spectacular and i'm just kind of like relaxing taking a mental break out of work by the sec by the you know middle of the second week i'm already like ah i kind of want to go back to work now i think i'm ready to go back whereas if i'm actually doing something if i actually go somewhere and take a vacation. Once I'm back, I'm like, first day at work, I'm like, I'm tired. I need a vacation from my vacation. Yeah. I did too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured that's kind of what, where you were as far as. Dude, uh, I've, I've, definitely, I, I've definitely been in a place where I'm like, I need a mental break from work. And so I, I go somewhere. Like last year I went to Yosemite and uh, I was gone for like, I think I was gone from work for like eight days. And I think it was like day three, I stopped thinking about work. Um, and so coming back to work, I was like, Oh, I feel refreshed. I feel great. And by like the second day, I'm like, I need a vacation. I, 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 I it's like just all the stuff piles back on, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, so that's not you can take a vacation, but your all, all your stuff is just waiting for you. Once you get back home. Exactly. That's how it usually goes for me. Uh, I took my five weeks off. And like I said, if, if I don't do anything by that's, you know, second week, I'm already, you know, okay, I, I want to go back to work. Uh, ironically this time around, and obviously because of the world cup, um, as soon as it was over, I was I was due back the very next day, and um, and I can tell you right now that I was actually dreading going back to work. I, I it seriously felt like a weekend rather than five weeks, five and a, uh, five weeks or so, 
and I wasn't ready to go back to work, so I was actually kind of dreading it, which was kind of weird. But uh, the, the good news is, is that um, in in three more weeks, I take the other part of my baby bonding, and I'll be out for six weeks. <laughs> so, but there, but there is no World Cup going on, and uh, my my girlfriend will actually go back to work, which is why I'm taking the other part of it. Oh, so it's I'll a, be it's uh, a actually bond with the baby. So I actually bond with. Hey, I watched the World Cup with my son. You don't get more bonding than that. I this use it perfectly. True. This is true. This is true. Uh, but I think after those six weeks and uh, being alone with the baby, most of the day I will be like, you know what? I, I prefer the chaos of my job. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure after the two weeks I'll be like, yeah, I want to go back to work. All right. Well, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, the Galaxy went to Philadelphia. Second game of their East Coast swing. Uh. What, what, what happened? What happened, Lewis? They did a little East Coast swing and, uh, you know, the Galaxy got it going on, right? <laughs> I see what you did there. So I guess the name of, of the show is Motown yeah, Philly. Oh, yeah. Okay. So at least we're on par there. Um, yeah. I, we, we, we go into Philadelphia, score a 3-1 to one victory. Um Back-to-back East Coast games. Now that is uh, that's tough. Uh, that's that's a lot of travel. You go all the way up to New England, back home, go right back to to Pennsylvania. Don't underestimate the difficulty in doing that. It doesn't matter if you're playing against Philadelphia. It doesn't matter that you're playing against uh, New England. Um, that in itself is actually very very difficult. Uh, not to mention the fact that New England is one of the surprises of the league. Um, you know, we probably shouldn't even talk about that game. That game actually did not happen. All I remember was three points. Um, but a much better showing in Philadelphia, at least in the second half. Um, it has been one of our strengths and or weaknesses that um, we pretty much spot the opposition an entire half and then make the proper adjustments and come out in the second half uh, firing. And that's exactly what happened. Um, in this last game, uh, we go into um, into halftime uh, losing 1-0 off a, uh, a very weird goal. Uh, the goal was deflected, and uh, Bingham was already going the other way. Although I still think Bingham should have done better, even without uh, even with the deflection. Well, that's a, that's a tough one. That's uh, a tough I, one because Siani like steps out. He tries to head the ball. He tries to head the ball out right, and it goes to it goes to a. a Philadelphia attacker or yeah, they, that's what happened. Right. And then, uh, the guy uh, knocks it back toward goal. And at that point, Bingham doesn't know where to sort of go. And, uh, was it Sapong? He's already on the floor. It was, it was Sapong. Sapong. He's already on the floor. And so when the ball comes back in, all he has to do is get a little read. Like it just, it was uh, for me, that was a lucky bounce uh, or an unfortunate bounce in, in the galaxy's case. Uh, lucky bounce for for Sapong because uh, he's already on the ground. Ball's coming toward him. All he needs to do is get a little bit of a touch, uh, enough to to kind of uh, throw Bingham off, but not enough to you know uh, get it away from goal. It, it was unfortunate, um, but I, mean, I, I don't think that it was um, terrible. And, and luckily for the Galaxy, um, Philadelphia wasn't able to put something else together because, as you know. The Galaxy um, was spotting teams more than one goal at this point, you know, in in the first half. Right. Right. I mean, we, we, and we definitely could have been in a bigger hole. 
Um, it, it's, it's frustrating to me because um, we usually are just a one-half team. We talked about the Columbus game as being the most complete game the Galaxy have ever played. I mean, that's pretty deep into the season. You know, you're, you're, you're in July, and you finally get, um, you know, everyone firing on all cylinders. And uh, it, it took you that long. And granted, yes, that we have, we've had injuries. Uh, granted that a couple of our players had, uh, you know, World Cup or international duty or their dad's telling them that they're not allowed to play in certain games mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and uh, we've, you know, really haven't had a full squad or at least the same squad on the field um, in what seems just once back to back, you know, uh, shuffling the back line. I mean, none of that really, uh, really helps with uh, chemistry and trying to build some sort of consistent rhythm. Um, some that definitely plays a factor. Um, the one thing that there's two things that we've kind of done. Uh, one is uh, we seem to have settled on a three, five, two formation. It seems that they figured something out there that Siggy Schmidt and the rest of the team can really get behind, um, which is ironic because when we, before we started the season, we talked about Zlatan coming in and we talked about Kamara coming in and we talked about how certain players have to be on the field and you're going to have to sacrifice someone. Um, and we figured it was going to be legit. And, uh, you know, he's still not back from injury. Um, Although I do hear that he's back in training and he could be made available for the Thursday uh, and or Sunday game. But um, we talked about how we would have to sacrifice somebody on defense and play a 3-5-2. And our defense has been really bad to the point where we probably would not use a 3-5-2. We gave it a very slim chance of them actually utilizing it. And lo and behold, it turned out to be our best formation (laughs) that we can possibly put out there. Uh, which shows how much we actually know about what the hell we're talking about. Um, but it seems to be working. Um, and, um, you know, spotting the, the an entire half to a team notwithstanding, we come out in the second half and uh, right, out, right out the gate, um, score a goal about, I think, like two or three minutes after uh, – or in, into, uh, into the second half, uh, a great pass from Ibra to Ola Kamara – uh, absolutely splits the defense and Kamara one-on-one with the, with, with Blake uh, chips him. Um, uh, Kamara is going to bury that nine times out of 10. doesn't matter what yep. goalie uh, is, is put in front of him. That's exactly what we, uh, we brought him in for. He's doing exactly um, what he's being paid to do. Um, I believe that's Ola's eighth goal of the season. Um, and uh, it started what, was to be a very dominant second half by the Galaxy, uh, scoring three unanswered goals, uh, including one by, wait for it, wait for it, Michael Ciani Ooh. off a header. Well, that one I'm going to that one I'm gonna get, go ahead and give credit to Jose, uh, LG on Twitter, uh, because he definitely um, came out and said like that he wasn't really paying attention to um, the first half and that he hoped that uh, – he hadn't seen any uh, uh, positive Galaxy tweets yet, or or he had only been seeing positive Galaxy tweets. So he he took that as a as a good sign. And immediately after that, uh, Siani gave up that goal. Siani scores. No, 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 goal. no he yeah. gave up the goal. And then <laughs> oh uh, no, that's right. He, and yes. then a little while later, uh, I reminded him that, uh, or I credited him in that uh, you know Siani must have seen uh, Jose's tweet because uh, he made up for it. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to jump on Siani's bandwagon uh, <laughs> just yet. Um, he didn't really score the uh, the game winner. It was more of a of the, the insurance and the, the nail in the coffin. Uh, but we'll take it. Um, second goal scored by uh, Zlatan. Uh, assist by Roman Alessandrini, who splits the defense on his own and uh, sends the pass to, to Zlatan. And Zlatan one-times it. Uh, a rocket of a shot. Uh, Blake really had no chance uh, of stopping that. Um, that would eventually be the, the game winner. Uh, Zlatan continues his tear. I believe he is 12 goals uh, for the season. Uh, I think he's second in the league, maybe third. I know Jazzy's artist got uh, got a couple goals this past uh, this past week, so maybe uh, Jazzy leap, uh, which is really weird that Jazzy <laughs> leapfrogs uh, Zlatan in the. Uh, in the golden yeah, boot say, wow say that sentence uh, what a sentence wow what a sentence uh but uh nowhere near the the leader in joseph martinez but that's a completely different conversation go ahead and listen to him let's recap for that planet, um dude he's he's a yeah he is he guy. is but 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 let's be honest i mean uh so is latan i mean his his format of late it almost seems that he's expected got, to score what did you say 11, the, the, 11 goals in 12 games I think yeah, no. I think he has 12, 12, 12 goals in yeah. twelve games, maybe even eleven games. I actually can't recall he, right now. It's and, a lot. It's it's a, it's a really good, good, uh, good stat. I think uh, a couple weeks back, if you're looking at goals per game, um, I think he was a leader according uh, to all the charts that Josh has put up on, on his website, Quarter of the Galaxy. I believe that uh, as far as goals per game. Um, Zlatan was ahead of Joseph Martinez in 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 that regard. So uh, I got to figure he's still on pace. Uh, maybe not now with another uh, hat trick being dropped, but um, either way, uh, Zlatan also doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, definitely earning all uh, all the money that we're paying he's, him, and it's it's not he, much. He, he's earning. <laughs> um, it's like he's earning his money and Gio's money. Um, and pretty much and, the rest yeah, of the, the, rest the, of the, uh, the, the, and the team, and to be honest. Um, and Sigis, yeah. And, and I do have to say that last week we went off on a tangent and we forgot to mention what a baller Chris Pontius has been in these last few games. Um, he was man of the match, of course, uh, in, um, in the uh, New England game, uh, obviously by – Not officially, but yes. Uh, by getting the two goals. Um, and, uh, and, and so it, it's good, at, you know, we want to make sure that we said something about that, uh, because we definitely dropped the ball, uh, in not mentioning Chris yeah. Pontius enough last week. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a mistake on our part. I, I think we all wanted to say it. And then of course we went off on something else and you know, that, that obviously snowballed into the, the next topic and whatnot. Uh, but Chris Pontius, uh, up until this game, cause he actually did not get an assist or a goal, but, um, Going back to the New England game, I think it, it was like seven games in which he recorded either a goal yeah. or an assist. And some of those goals, man, they, they were they were pretty uh, golasso-ish. <laughs> um, so um, Chris Pontius is probably one of those um, one of those X factors that you probably didn't really think would be an X factor. And I think um, you know that the, the Galaxy are unbeaten in seven. And Chris Pontius definitely uh, played a huge role uh, in making that happen. 
so yes, big ups to him. We did drop the ball on that one last week. So um, didn't, uh, like I said, didn't get on the stat sheet, but um, it, it really didn't matter. Uh, the rest of the team picked it up in the second half. Um, dominant second half, I think uh, only a handful of times uh, they, they they were really threatening, um, uh, including one, uh, one big save by Bingham toward the end mm-hmm. of the game. I think it was still two to one at that. I, I want to say it was still two to one at that point. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, unbeaten seven, that's always great. They're four Oh and three going into the, uh, into the, the Thursday game against LAFC. And, um, it certainly doesn't feel that way because of the game against San Jose and the game against DC United in which, um, the fans and I'm sure the players and the coaches felt that it was a loss. Um, I think, I think had they won those games, everyone would have noticed it probably during the San Jose game that, hey, uh, we have a nice little winning streak going. And it, we definitely would have been um, talking about it a lot sooner than right now because 4-0-3 does not sound as good as 6-0-1. So uh, everyone would definitely would have noticed it if it was 6-0-1. Um, but regardless, it – I mean, has this team – like we talked about the three-five-two formation that they've settled on. We now have um, – barring injuries, and let's go ahead and knock on wood there. We have our guys back. There's no more World Cup distractions. Um, it's now playoffs or bust. Um, everyone should be on the same page. Um it looks like they're starting to click. Um, they're definitely confident. They're definitely um, scoring goals. In the last 10 games, the Galaxy have scored more goals than any other team in the entire league. Um, that has never been an issue. It's always been defense. But have we found something? Have we turned a corner? Have we actually started playing to, uh, I don't want to say expectations, but obviously we're playing a lot better than we have seen uh, at least the past couple months. Yeah. I, th- I, think, Haven't we? I think we're definitely playing better. We're not, we're, we're leaking less goals. Um, not, not by much. Um, but I, I also think that this team is starting to rally or figure, figure themselves out. Um, I thought that when Gio and Jonah came back from the world cup, it was going to be a little bit of a, a readjustment period, but they seem to have come back and reintegrated into the team, and and things are going well right now. We'll see. Uh, the The only thing that I worry about now at this point is that we've seen a semi-consistent lineup through these last few games where we had two road trips to the East Coast. Uh, we had a tough game, uh, or we had a tough game against DC. We had a tough game in San Jose. Uh, we obviously ran all over Columbus, but now we're going to head over to uh, you know twenty miles up the road to LAFC, and we're not going. We're going to be away from friendly confines, uh, even though it's it, you know it's it's still in LA. Uh, it's not going to feel like it. Uh, because we'll we'll def, you know we're obviously we're the away team, but and and I don't know how many Galaxy fans are planning on going to this game because I know that uh, for a lot of people the tickets were either too expensive or they were too hard to come by because LAFC uh, front office didn't really want to work with the Galaxy supporters uh, in getting them to the game. Yeah, 
<laughs> uh, some gamemanship uh, from uh, from the LAFC front office there. Um, no biggie. I, I still think that there's going to be uh, a good number of, uh, of Galaxy fans. I mean, I remember the first game they're talking about how LAFC fans, you'll have some, but not a lot. But uh, it, it, it it did turn out to be a, a good number of LAFC fans. Uh, I, I got to figure it's going to be the same thing. Um, the only stipulation here is that um, the the game is playing on Thursday night. I mean, a Thursday night. Why in the world would you put this type of game on a Thursday night? That is uh, the schedule maker either lost his damn mind or, um, you know, maybe there's something going on in the weekend where, you know, both stadiums were unavailable. I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on this weekend, but this is a game that deserves to be either Saturday night or at the very least, maybe Sunday afternoon, uh, the way that the first game was, um, because to, to be around downtown LA and Thursday night, is just, I mean, getting off of work and then having to deal with that. It's, <laughs> it's something I, I, uh, would rather avoid. And, um, it's just unfortunate that the scheduling just turned out this way because it's a game I really wanted to go to, but unfortunately, um, you know, our, uh, I, I won't our, be able to make our it. guest. Our guest on uh, on balls and beers this week, uh, Jerry Jimenez, who runs the heart of, heart of LAFC podcast, brought, brought up a good point um, it, it, as a joke in passing, but I think it's it's true. He mentioned like, "Hey, don't drink too much because it's you know it's, it's a weekday." Um, maybe that's what played into it. Maybe they were tr- maybe MLS uh, schedule makers were trying to avoid any kind of uh, let's call it extracurricular uh, trouble. Um, <laughs> the, the the game in uh, the game at at the StubHub obviously was pretty much without incident. I, I I think there were a few things here and there, um, but they were they were very small and limited. Um, I don't think that I know that uh, Jerry had expressed concern about going to that game, go to the game at the StubHub because he felt like security wasn't up to par, um, and you know, the, sure, but I I don't think I've never felt. Um, I've never felt at risk when I go to StubHub, uh, especially uh, during a rivalry game. A, I remember going to Chivas USA games at the StubHub when they were the home team and being the only Galaxy fan within sight for, for a little bit in the parking lots, uh, walking up to a, a horde of Chivas USA fans and, and holding my scarf up at them. I, I never really felt like I was under uh, you know physical threat or anything like that. So, you know, I think it's all it's all in good fun. Um, I don't think that uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue, but I think that LAF the the sorry the schedule makers were maybe a little bit uh, trying to be mindful of that um, that rivalry and, and trying to minimize you know the heavy drinking the tailgating uh, that leads to, to to certain incidents maybe right I mean it's it's definitely a possibility I I still think that's kind of unfortunate I mean I. I, I can't speak for everyone at the stadium during the first game at the StubHub Center, um, but um, I know that our experience was—I um, mean, the the result notwithstanding, because it was uh, it was more than a pleasant experience uh, being at that stadium for that particular game. But as far as um, you know, any sort of um, drama that that was unfolding, yeah, I, I never felt at risk. Of any sort of his, uh, you know, physical harm. I remember going to the to the restroom, and th- there's a line, and you had, you had LAFC fans, you had Galaxy fans, and and uh, and obviously you had the the banter going back and forth in the bathroom, 
about you know the normal stuff you know you're Chivas USA oh well you know um, you're you're from Carson and blah blah, blah and you're going and they're going back and forth and everyone had a smile on their face everyone was just kind of enjoying it the ones who weren't really shouting back and forth were just kind of laughing and enjoying it and and that's pretty much what it should you know what it should be you know um, it's 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 all fun and games you know you needle uh, you needle them they needle us. Um, and you keep the you keep it respectable, and at the end of the at the end of the game, the victor goes to spoil, and you know win or lose or whatever. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know th- th- there's not really any need for any sort of violence. And uh, we said it before, we don't condone any any sort of acts of violence or vandalism or anything like that. Um, you know, there's not really any place for that. No no need for that. Um, it doesn't make you more of a fan. Um, I-, I never understood that why I have to do something illegal well, <laughs> in order for know, me so to be harm, harm a, a real fan. toward another person. I think it's, it's, I mean, it's more, yeah, more that, that apt, human decency. You know. Yeah. Right. Uh, obviously, you know, but, no, um, no racial abuse, no, no, uh, homophobic yeah. abuse, you know, anything like that. Um, yeah, sure. Emotions might run high, but you know, Lewis, as you said, uh, there's no, there's no place for that in sports. Um, we would hope that, the LAFC fans are, are going to be classy about uh, visiting Galaxy fans because there will be a lot of us. You know, don't don't think that your thirty two fifty two is going to outnumber uh, the number of Galaxy fans that are that are going to be around. I know for a fact that there's a lot of LAFC fans that are kind of you know the 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 interest to to the team has has kind of waned a little bit. Uh, you know, partly why I have the tickets that I have. Uh, one of the season ticket holders that I know um, decides that they they're gonna skip this game, uh, so we give them to me. Yeah, I I, I really wish I would have picked up one of those tickets, but uh, as I said, um, because of the scheduling I, and my job, there's no way I can make it uh, in the amount of time I have to get to downtown LA and into the stadium. I'll probably miss a good portion of it, in which case. It's not really worth it. If I'm not in my seat before the game starts, then yeah, not um, worth it. Don't worry. And, th- th- and, and th- 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 there's no point and, in being and, there. And if we if we do have uh, any LAFC fans listening to this show, uh, because we we have uh, Jerry, Gar- Jerry Jerry. All right, Jerry. So we got, needless to say, a very very big and important game coming up on Thursday. As of this recording, it's uh, two nights away. Um, things didn't go as planned in game number one for you. Uh, a uh, a very special uh, epic uh, come from behind victory for the Galaxy uh, at the Stub Hub Center, winning four to three, including a what should be the goal of the year by uh, Zlatan. Um, how are things going to be different on Thursday? Um, I think that at that game, uh, it, honestly, it was just it was it was the the power of Zlatan. Honestly, I have a lot of respect for that guy as a as a player. Um, I think we're not the only club that he's done that to, by the way. So um, it's one of those things that is just, you know, it, it, it happened. I think that now we have a full squad. Everybody is back. Uh, we are at home, which is a huge difference. As you could see from the first game, even at your home, we were pretty confident. We came in and um, I think one of our biggest flaws, and everybody will agree with me, is going to be our defense. Um, and so I think that's also your guys' fault. Um, and so the, we go yep. into this game a little um, confident, uh, a little bit more confident, I should say, than, than the last one with uh, 
you know, that loss to uh, Minnesota, which was terrible, of course, and I don't like talking about it, but, you know, it happened. And hopefully these guys now feel like, okay, we're at home. This is against, uh, you know, our our crosstown rivals, I guess. I mean, I even hate saying rival because I don't, I think rivalry needs to be built. Um, this is only the second time we see each other, but um, I, I really like our chances on this one. Being at home, uh, I would really, honestly, absolutely hate it for you guys to give us our, our first loss at home. <laughs> and uh, just, uh, you know, we're just getting MLS. And it, I almost have this feeling like, uh, you know, I don't even want to, I don't even want to like even watch this game, <laughs> <And> so, but, <laughs> but of course I'm going to watch it. Um, so yeah, I think that's, what's different. I, I think that we're going to take this one. Um, eh, you know, that, I think you can hear it in my voice. It's, it's definitely going to be an exciting game and uh, there's the confidence is there, but at the same time, MLS is going to MLS. And <laughs> so we'll yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Anything can happen. Um, so you mentioned it. Both of our teams, uh, the, our Achilles heel is our back line. Um, although I find it really ironic for LAFC being coached by a Bob Bradley side who traditionally you would think is strong defensively. Why is that the case that for a, for a coach that is looked as very defensive, defense is the weakest part of your team? Wow, that's a Great question. Um, I think that there's been a couple of uh, injuries that have kind of plagued us in the back line. And uh, uh, at the same time, also uh, having uh, Tyler Miller at goal, even though he has stepped up in the last few games, I think he also has a long way to go. Um, we have, uh, you know, Jordan Harvey, who is, is a bit older. Um, and then we have John Moutinho, who's a lot younger, you know, and uh, coming in from the from the draft. So new into MLS, um, Simon and Zimmerman there in uh, center backs have uh, done a great job of protecting that 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 center for us in the back. However, the last few games, it's been really rocky between those two. I really don't know exactly what is going on with those two back there. Um and then we have uh, Betashore uh, Blackman uh, as well on the on the right. Who uh, obviously Betashore, uh, every time he comes on the field, he he does perform. Um, and then Blackman, who's a bit younger. So I think it's a combination of uh, injuries, a combination of youth being back there as well. And then also the last couple games, I think that uh, just not being quite in that mentality that they were at the beginning of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how our backline handles uh, handles the, the Galaxy for sure. Yeah, and that was actually my next question. I mean, the Minnesota put five up on you. Uh, I don't think anybody truly expected that to happen. Um, I, uh, at least for us three, we all had either LAFC winning or at the very minimum uh, getting a draw. And... Um, I guess you can say I was one of those games that we got MLS in. Um, mm -hmm. now, now you face a, a Galaxy team that is uh, pretty hot in the last 10 games. I think they've scored the most goals um, out of any other MLS team. Um, that was my question. Like, how do they respond after putting up five and then going up against uh, one of the hotter teams in MLS um, as of right now, the last you know 10 games or so? That's, you know, that's, that's a really good question. I, I think that Bob Bradley does a really good job of just kind of pumping these guys up and saying, hey, look, yeah, we, we had our mistakes. Let's let's go ahead and move on and learn from it. And it's it's not the last 
Um, it's not the first time that we've lost 5-1. Um, it's not the first time. It probably won't be the last, of course, in, in our very short history. Um, it's going to happen again. And so how do we bounce back? And how does uh, Bob Bradley actually talk to these guys to, to get them to understand that this is not just any game uh, for for Angelinos, right? And so I think for him to be able to explain that and, and uh, talk to them is going to be really, really important. And I think that's going to play a big part in how we can actually handle this game against uh, against Galaxy. Uh, it's it's going to be, again, like I mentioned, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch because there's uh, it's... It's just going to be fun, man. And again, being at home, of course, that will help us in a bit, uh, in, uh, in a way. Um, now, if I hate, again, to remember this, but after you guys gave us that 4-3 loss at your home, we did move on to Atlanta uh, to a 5-0. Um, and then after that one, it was like, okay, now we got to move on. Now we got to, you know, step it up. And then we went, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, one, two, three, four, five games um, without a loss. So I, I think that maybe that might be one of those things that he has that same conversation he had with the guys right after that Atlanta game. <laughs> I, I'm hoping <laughs> that happens. I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out. Uh, um, who do you think has more pressure going into this game? Is it the Galaxy or is it LAFC? Because uh, obviously, um, aside from the rivalry apart, uh, apart because obviously you never ever want to lose to your rival, but um, being that you're undefeated at home, uh, being that you've already lost uh, the, the the first round uh, of this, uh, of the three game uh, uh, series, if you want to call it uh, during the MLS season, um, who do you think has more pressure going into this game? Oh, 100% LAFC. I think you kind of, um, you know, you kind of pinpointed it exactly why. And that is that, yeah, you guys have one up on us. You won the first one, and so we are at home. Uh, we have a lot to prove after this 5-1 loss to Minnesota. Uh, it's absolutely the most pressure is going to be on us at home So um, for, for us to win. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to say LAFC for sure. But that's definitely a 180 because I think going into the first game, I, I could have told you that the Galaxy had all the pressure in the world going into that first game, considering that uh, we were playing against an expansion team. We're at home. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we knew the history that we had against uh, Chivas USA. And, um, I mean, th there was no way that the Galaxy could have lost uh, that game. And there was a lot of pressure. And I think you saw it happen in that first half where we just came out extremely flat. So there definitely is a, a big 180 there. Um, you... You already did your balls and beer recording. We got your prediction. We got how confident you are in that prediction without giving that away. Obviously, uh, you guys can probably decipher who Jerry has picked, but we won't uh, actually say uh, exactly uh, his confidence. But you seem pretty confident that LAC is going to win with all that stuff that you have just said. It kind of seems contradictory. So why all the confidence that, uh, that you decided to put uh, – that amount of confidence and a uh, and a side bet with uh, with our co-host Bobby over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's one of those things that on this one I'm going back and forth. I'm also really I'm very realistic to the fact that yeah, the pressure is going to be on us, um, and also to the fact that uh, you know you guys are stepping it up in the last few games, and so um, 
at the same time, I also back my team 100%, and I think that I would never, ever bet against them. Um, and any sort of uh, confidence that I have in them, um, I have to put it out there. Uh, but again, I, I go back and forth because um, I think that now, as, as you were saying that, I'm thinking that LAFC is very much a first half team. We the first few minutes, we are just on you, um, and and Galaxy is a I would say a second half team. And I don't know if you guys agree with me on that one, um, but I think that we need to hold our own for that for that last few minutes um that's what has plagued us we haven't been able to do that again goes back to the defense um now my confidence again going back to your question um i i just will never ever bet against my club this is my club i've uh i've already decided that no matter what how terrible my club may seem in the future uh because let's 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 uh be honest we're not chivas usa we're not going anywhere um and this is going to be hopefully a very fun two teams to watch play each other um you know it's it's uh i will 100% always back up my team so that that's why i went with what i went with in in uh, balls and beers um and that's also again right now as you're asking me questions it's just i i also am realistic about how these two teams are currently so all right, and uh, one final question. Uh, this is the first time that the Galaxy and its fans will go into uh, Bank of California Stadium. Um, what kind of atmosphere do you uh, do you expect? Do you expect any sort of um, unpleasantness uh, that that will uh, transpire in the stadium, or um, will it be a uh, will it be a very uh, fun affair that everyone can uh, can enjoy? Because uh, fr from what I'm seeing from your uh, social media on Twitter is that uh, everyone who has gone to the game um, has had a really great experience and they had a lot of fun. Uh, but now you got, uh, you know, two fan bases that uh, really don't like each other. So uh, what do you think happens in the stand uh, in the stands on Thursday? Well, I, I know 100% that the North End is going to be bumping. I know that 3252 are going to show up. Um, and I, I know that you guys are going to be showing up as well. So uh, the way that the stadium is set up, as long as there isn't anybody from uh, either team trying to pick a fight, I don't think that there's going to be any problems. Um, I think the it's, it's all really within the supporters. It's going to be loud. I promise you guys that it's going to be very loud um, and it's, it should be a very, very fun time. And uh, the stadium itself, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a beauty. I, I have been to, to the stubby. I have uh, been to a couple of other stadiums around the league. And I, and I, I say this uh, in all honesty, it, the stadium for LAFC is one of the best and you guys will see that. Hopefully you guys enjoy it as well. Um, and, uh, you know, again, hopefully, I think I said this as well in balls and beers. I hope everybody keeps a, a, you know, their level head and, and also is respectful, uh, from our end as well. I, I don't think there's going to be, um, any trouble per se in the North end because there's going to be quite a bit of security, I'm assuming. However, just don't go around picking fights. Obviously then that's when the problems happen. I don't think that anybody on our end will even care about you guys being in the stadium. I think that we're going to be too busy 
supporting our, our team in the north end. And, and that's at least what I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, listen to Balls and Beers. We, we do say our piece on that about how, uh, you know, uh, it is a sport. Um, and uh, we know that emotions run high, especially in, in soccer. But at the end of the day, it is a sport. There are uh, bigger things out there. And uh, we here at LA is our house. Sure, as in the heart of LAFC, we don't condone any acts of violence or vandalism. Uh, so we agree. We, we hope that everyone's level-headed. We hope everyone uh, enjoys the game, uh, regardless of the uh, the outcome. We obviously know that there are um, knuckleheads, not just, I mean, it, it plagues every other uh, sport team in every other uh, league and sport in the world. Uh, nobody is truly immune to that. And uh, we hope uh, that those guys stay home or at least um, act a little bit more reserved. Um, and we hope that everybody enjoys the game um, and to the victory goes the spoils and Jerry, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you uh, giving us your insight into uh, what will, what we hope to be uh, a very good game come uh, Thursday night. Oh, I know it's going to be a great game. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, no, we'll, we'll be talking soon. Uh, win or lose either way. Um, you know, it's, it'll, it'll be fun to, to banter back and forth. So, uh, thank you guys. Yeah. The banter is always fun. Uh, we're all about the ban the, the banter. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the sport. It's part of the rivalry. Uh, keep it civil guys, but, uh, but make it fun. So there you are guys. Yeah. Don't drink. Hey, it's a Thursday. You guys shouldn't be drinking anyways. The only reason why you drink is if you're recording a podcast, I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, if you guys want to come by, say hi. You guys want an LA is our house sticker that has the beautiful blue and gold of the galaxy. Uh, you guys are welcome to come by and, and pick one up from us. LA we is definitely we, we won't say anything, but, but you guys need to know. LA is our house, guys. That's the right. galaxy's house. Uh, the, gal the, the team yeah. with the five stars above their crest. The one that has... The one that, well, no, we've been Zlatan, just not in the same uh, way that LAFC, LAFC was exactly. Zlatan. Uh, back in March, that was so epic. I, I can replay that goal and just relive I, it. I, I was, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I got on a, I got on a Facebook thread uh, the other day. One of my, one of my uh, friends, who invited me to a, a pickup game on Saturday, he uh, apparently he's got uh, Facebook friends that have switched to LAFC. And somebody posted a uh, a picture of the standings within the thread. And he said, I'm just going to leave this right here. So I started looking for images. And uh, and I, I went between the, the Zlatan uh, shirt off celebration, uh, the Minnesota LAFC scoreline, or the, uh, the, the one that I ultimately went with was, was the... Uh, the 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 image of of our uh, scoreline at the end of that game. So you know, I mean, there there are so many to choose from at this point. I mean, you could even have chosen uh, Zlatan telling Vela how small of a man he was. <laughs> he's such a right little man. He, he's such a little man. Oh, I hope he uh, right before again. he he. he's <laughs> I hope he gets the chance to do that again. Yes. Um, yeah, there, there are so many to choose from. And, and you know, that's kind of that, – that's the fun of it. Like, we, we get to do this back and forth. You know, you got something. Well, we kind of have bragging rights right now. I don't care if you're in second place. We still beat you. At the end of the day, this is a marathon. 
um, you know, who goes furthest in the playoffs, who's going to win MLS Cup. Um, it really doesn't matter if, if, you know, one of us gets eliminated in the first round, the next guy in the second round. Shit, we're both watching MLS Cup at right. home in the well, exact same well, place. It, it, uh, the end game is uh, is a, a another uh, another star on your jersey, and we already have five. So um, I'm not saying that we're going to get six this year. It, it's going to be a pretty tall order. I, I think we're just way too inconsistent. But um, if we keep this run of form, this league has rewarded teams in the past three seasons or so, um, including us. I think we did it in 2014. 2005. Or, no, well, I mean, 2005 as well. Uh, but we had it in 2014. It was after the Manchester United game. You know, you peak at the right time going into the playoffs and, you know, um, that can carry you all the way to a title. It's happened more than once. Um, it, 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 it could very well happen uh, this season again. Um, so anything is possible. The, the end game is obviously MLS Cup. Um, but um, obviously we're not going to give our predictions here. Uh, go ahead and listen to Balls and Beers. Uh, that's where all our predictions are at. But, I mean, the thoughts going into this game. I mean, you got um, – we're going to be going into uh, the bank for the very first time. Um, LAFC is undefeated at home. Have yet to uh, have yet to lose. They have drawn. They're not perfect at home, um, so um, we can make that blemish the way we did it uh, against Portland. Uh, but being the first team to uh, to beat them in their house would be oh so satisfying um, on so many levels. And um, we got uh, defensive issues. On uh, on both sides, so uh, this is a game that can be uh, a barn burner. Um, we got prolific scorers on both sides. We got Vela back, uh, or well, we got Vela. They got Vela back. We have Zlatan. We have Kamara. That you know, they're they're red hot. We have Allison Drini, who, if we're going by uh, alternating, um, uh, I don't want to say positions. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, he he's been a sub. He, he's been a sub. He's been a starter. He's been a sub. He's been a starter. Um, he came off as a sub in Philadelphia and uh, made an immediate impact. I think he was one of the big reasons as to why uh, we had a turnaround in the second half in Philadelphia uh, as much as we did. Um, if we're going by that logic, he's going to start against LAFC and, and Pontius will be on the bench. Um Speaking of Allison Gina, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, bring it up here since I, I kind of gave myself that window. Um, I asked Josh Gessman, is Allison Gini better suited as a starter or a sub? Because he has been extremely effective off the bench. Extremely effective off the bench. Um, he kind of copped out a little bit and said both. <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously, he's yes, that is the easy answer to make. Um and, and it's a little bit of an unfair question because I understand if, if you take a player like, for example, Ronaldo and put him on the bench, yes, he's going to be extremely effective as a sub. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to use him as not, a sub. Yeah, yeah, but not um, always. I mean, some players need time to, to find the game, to build the rhythm, and when they come off the bench, even if even a player of Ronaldo's uh, stature, they don't always – find the bit find the game in the in the time that they're given um i mean it, it's I mean, true some people are better have, suited yeah, yeah, obviously you have game changers like like that but it... right right but i mean I, at the end of the day um 
I think I think the, I really, think the correct yeah. answer is whatever makes Roman angry because that's when which, that's when he comes which would out. be a sub because that's when he comes in and is just ripping people apart is when he yeah. plays angry like that gives him focus that gives him energy that gives him hustle uh you look at that game in in Philadelphia there's a uh gif floating around that shows the amount of hustle that this guy's giving uh ball's about to go out of bounds he comes in sliding and uh, and and keeps it from going out of bounds and forces the uh, Philadelphia defender to come and kick it out and give the Galaxy a possession there. Like those are things that are completely intangible. You cannot find that on any kind of stat sheet. And yeah, you can't teach, you can't and teach you can't it. teach yeah. that either. You. So I mean, and and here's the thing. I mean, Alessandrini is obviously a fan favorite. Uh, what he did last season for us. I mean, how much. How much worse could we have been had he we, not been I on mean, the team? we would have been. I mean, that, that's, there's no pro role in MLS, but we would have been relegated. Well, I mean, we would have been. We were we no, but I mean, they would have made the rule to relegate. They would have made the rule. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So, so obviously, going into the, the, this year, uh, w- one of the questions was, uh, you know, the sophomore slump, and he kind of had it, but I, I think he's probably starting to fit in. Now he's starting to understand his role. Um, yes, he, he's not happy about being subbed off. He's definitely not happy about being uh, um, starting on the bench. I think um, I, I don't think blame we him. Worked, I think we, we, I, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the season in, in that Alessandrini is not used to being – or sorry, Alessandrini is not used to not being the man and the guy that, that is – is dictating everything, and you have now you have Zlatan, you have Ola Kamara, you have Chris Pontius that are coming in and, and really uh, being really good contributors. And so Alessandrini is kind of out of sorts. He he's not sure what to do with that because last year he was the only player that was really pushing and being a contributor. So I think that the adjustment period is starting to end. And now he's starting to find sort of where he fits in within this team. Uh, and, and I think that Siggy is using him, and, and credit to him, Siggy's using him in the right way. He's motivating him by bringing him as a sub and making sure that he has a chip on his shoulder about this thing. Because as we know, Alessandrini, if, if nothing else, he is passionate. Yeah. I, I mean, let me, I mean, I know where Bobby stands. Um, he he said he likes Alessandrini as a super sub, and he prefers him to come off the bench. Where do you stand on this? I mean, here's a guy who, first of all, he's a DP. I don't think you want to sign a DP to be your super sub. That that that's we'll, we'll get that one out of the way. Um, the guy is gonna uh, the guy bleeds blue and gold. The guy gives a hundred and ten percent every single game. You know he cares about the team. Um, the guy's putting in one hell of a work rate. The guy is competitive. He wants to win. Um, I mean, that alone. And he has a skill. It's not like, you know, it's it's a little, uh, you know, the little engine that could. Um, the, the guy can play ball. Yeah, I think. I, I think, personally, he, he merits a start. I think, I well, I, I not to not to kind of cop out on this, but I think you put him in, in whatever he's the most effective. Uh, I'm a big believer in uh, tactical 
soccer and if uh, it doesn't make sense for him to start a game because it's it's better for him to be a game changer off the bench that's what you do uh i would love nothing more than for alessandrini to to the thing is is that alessandrini's form from last i I was about to say like i would love to get for him to gain his form from last year but that's not the case uh his form from last year comes from no one else was really stepping up and alessandrini was the one doing it so I think that Alessandrini being used off the bench, I, I like I like that a lot. I don't think it, it's called for in every situation, in every game. I think that there are situations where he should be a starter. And ultimately, he should be a starter for every game because, one, because he's a DP. Uh, two, because he's the one that's putting in the work. Three, he's he's got the skills. But... Uh. But you you have to you have to think about okay we're in the we're we're starting to go into the stretch here we're we're in a playoff spot uh, what's where is Alessandrini going to be the most effective now if he comes and, and and again a lot of this has to do with how much is Siggy communicating to Alessandrini that this is the role that he sees him being the most effective and how much Alessandrini buys into that that role. Because if you come to you come to him and you say, "Look, this is how I want to use you. I think this is where you're most effective. This is where you're going to bring the most energy. This is where you're going to help the team the most." I don't care if he's a starter, if it's as a starter or if it's a, as a super sub, because whatever it is that makes him the most effective, that's how we should use him. And, and that's the case for every other player on the roster. I mean, it, it obviously it seems like that that it, it is a tactical decision, but. Um, I think Siggy has actually come out and said that it's more about um, limiting his minutes because um, the amount of minutes that he actually put on the yeah. field. And, um, you know, it, it could be it could be true. And then obviously uh, Pontius has stepped up, as we said, that he has been a huge factor in this um, seven game on streak. And I think that has that um, has a lot to do with the giving Siggy the leeway to 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 do this sort of thing is Pontius right. has been stepping up. So it's so it not having Alessandrini hasn't been so much of a of a hindrance. Um, it, I'll be interested to see what Legette looks like when he comes back, what Felcher come, looks like when he comes back, what uh, Bradford Jameson looks like when he comes back, um, because all of I, I would say all three of those players were very much out of form when they uh, got injured. Yeah. Um, Felcher especially. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just out of form or it was just, you know, uh, it was a mistake on the on the scouting department. I'm going to have to lean toward that one. Um, but, um, you know, s- staying with the Allison Genie topic, let- let's go ahead and talk about something that, well, nobody wants to hear and we certainly don't want to talk about, but um, it's out there. Um, we have mentioned that um, Jeff Cameron, uh, we're interested in Jeff Cameron. Uh, our defense, uh, they need reinforcements. Uh, Siani is not the, uh, not the answer. Shelvick is not the answer. Many people are saying that, uh, if you pair Shelvick up with a, um, with a much better center back that he probably would be a lot better. Um, but, uh, Jeff Cameron looks to be asking for, uh, a DP contract and we don't have any DP spots. So unless the league decides to change its rules uh, for us uh, yet again, um, 
we are going to have to give up one of our DP players. And we've said it before, the no one's going to want Gio. There's no value in him. Uh, we try shopping him around, and there were no takers, and we can't blame them. Um, and we said that before that came out, we kind of assumed that the Dos Santos brothers were untouchable, which means that the expendable one with value is Alessandrini. Uh, and I do believe it was Josh Gessman that put it out there um, that this is, it, it could very, if they are to get Cameron and they're desperate um, and they put themselves in this situation where they cannot maneuver, um, they would have to do something like sell Alessandrini to free up the DP slot. And a uh, good friend of the show, Madam Serrano, shout out to him. We haven't done that in a while, um, is already saying goodbye to him. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if there's anything to that, but it does make sense in that this is something that the galaxy would do. Look, unfortunately, look, I was, I was really upset with, uh, madam when, uh, when he was saying goodbye to AJ, I was like, I was really pissed. I was like, dude, you please shut up because I don't want to say goodbye to AJ. Ultimately he was right. And, um, I don't think that he would be saying he would be saying get used to the phrase au revoir if he didn't think that maybe that something like that was going to happen. Um, obviously, these things are fluid; they can change. I really hope that we don't have to give up Alessandrini. But again, you have uh, as 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 you said, like Josh Gessman is going to get a, a, a lot of shoutouts in, in in this episode. And uh, by the way, shout out to him. Uh, for for mentioning us, albeit in a in in regards to you know our, our dislike of Ashley Cole in the first season, at least mine and Bobby's dislike for Ashley Cole in the first season uh, on his show last week. But um, I'll, I'll say this: uh, he he's always a, a someone who says you gotta you can't give up something that has no value for something that does have value. And the Galaxy need a, uh, I think they need a defender. Um, I honestly think that Siggy has um, started to figure things out. Uh, as long as Ferris doesn't hit that starting lineup, I think uh, giving giving um, Hilliard Arce some minutes has done him done him well. Uh, he hasn't been terrible when he's come in. So I think that uh, I, yeah. you know I, I well, don't think that Jeff Cameron fixes this team. I think that if anything else, Jeff Cameron maybe causes more problems, and then you're stuck with, you know, the the big problem is that the Galaxy are stuck with the, these three DPs that they have right now, uh, Jonah and Gio and Alessandrini through 2019. I believe their contracts end at the end of 2019, so they put themselves in the, in a hole. So are they going to get out of that hole by selling Alessandrini and then giving a contract to Jeff Cameron, who's what was he? 30, 34? He's, he's thirty four. He's thirty two. On a two year deal, Alessandrini's twenty nine. He's gonna be thirty this year. So, what? Like, I don't know how that makes any sense. So obviously, that's definitely gonna happen because this it, because, the because FO it, we're talking about. But because the the thing is, is that if you have, I mean, the, the, one of the ways you can spin this, and I don't agree because. And, and and maybe this is the fan talking to me, and not necessarily the the, the level-headed person here. But in a team on a team where defense is so inconsistent, and 
your your center backs are the highest paid in the league, and as and with all the goals that they're giving up, there's a problem. So you got to replace one, if not both of them. They're not going to replace both. You got to replace at least one. It's going to be Siani, and you put him in for Jeff Cameron. Now you got to figure that Jeff Cameron is going to be a better defender than Michael Siani is. And will it bolster up that back line? Sure, it does. Um, does it fix it to the point where, like, okay, now we're contenders? That is the the quick fix? No. no. I, I don't think there is a quick fix to this team. Um, and therein lies your problem. If if you think that Cameron fixes the problem here, um, it, it, it doesn't. And the fact that you're going to sell a guy like Alison Gini who has been productive, uh, who is going to give you everything that he has. I mean, that that's just, I mean, again, this is the fan in me no. talking. That's no. blasphemous. That's, that's absolutely blasphemous. Okay, so, so, um, so but, let me put but this. Here's the thing. Oh, sorry, go it, ahead. But in a midfield, but in a midfield that is crowded, in a midfield where, you know, we said, like, someone's going to have to lose their spot. It's going to be Legette. Legette can come in for Alison Drini. You still have... Emma Boletang in there. You have Chris Pontius that has stepped up. You know that the the Dos Santos brothers uh, are not going anywhere. You were using Kamara as a midfield, and he was still scoring goals and being effective. Um, you have Perry Kitchen in the middle. You have Bayou Husinich in the middle. You had uh, Carrasco, who came out of, uh, I don't know where he was, in Purgatory or something. He came in. Um, we have him. We have a crowded midfield. We have a thin back line. In that sense, mm-hmm. you can make a, sure. you can make the well, argument uh, that Alessandrini is the expendable. If, if you're looking, unfortunately, if, think of it this way: if you're looking at Alessandrini, and let's say we sell him and we're flipping him to a different team on a profit, um, I don't think that's the case. Uh, but I think that would be easier to swallow. You can go back and you say, well, hey, we had this Alessandrini guy for a while. We flipped him. We made a profit on his on his transfer. And now we're going to go out and get and shore up our defense in Jeff Cameron. I think that that would be a much better pill for Galaxy fans to swallow. I than, don't think so. Well, no, because if you think about it this way, because like, like look at Atlanta, for example. They're doing everything they can to showcase Amiron. Jose Martinez and Ezekiel Barco, so they can flip them and sell them for more money. Why can't? Why isn't the Galaxy doing that? Like they can absolutely like that's. We would love to do that for Gio and Jonathan. Don't you think? Wouldn't you think? Like we we bought Jonathan for what less than two million. But, but okay. So if you turn around but, and sell but, but him for four the, million, that would be like wow. That's a great. That was a great. Uh, okay. Uh, bit okay. Of business. But but here's but here's the thing. We're not talking about Jonathan or right, Gio. Right, right, right. Galaxy fans, a majority of the Galaxy fans, yes, it is going to be a much easier pill to swallow if you're saying, I need to give up a DP spot so I can bolster up my defense. The first one on your list is Geo. A, a good portion of Galaxy fans are going to want to get rid of Geo, But we said it. Nobody wants him. There is no value to him. Because he hasn't shown anything. Right. What he 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 has six million, six and a half million on his contract. It's going to go up even more next season. Um, no one's going to want to pick up that contract. So that's out the door. If you can sell Jonathan, that's going to be an easier pill to swallow. If you can flip him, but 
would still be still be upset that we got rid of the better Dos Santos. But getting rid of Alessandrini, like I said, that's damn near blasphemous for most Galaxy fans. That is not going to be a pill, uh, an easy pill to swallow, even if you're selling it as we can flip this guy in order to uh, to uh, to uh, to bolster up our defense. That, that's just not going to fly no matter how you spin it. Because at the end of the day, if this was the only choice you had, it goes back to the front office and it's incompetence in the way they, they, they run this team and the way they do business. Because they put themselves in that hole to where this was the only move that you had. And it's probably one of the most unpopular things that you could have done. There's no way that that would be accepted. Um there's but, no way I could possibly Louis, spin Louis, that. Louis, what is what what do we what do we always say? What do we always between, say? You, the, that front office cannot make decisions based on the fans. No, 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 I, and I agree. I, I I don't disagree there. But there's a difference for, because you're comparing it with Atlanta. I trust the Atlanta FO. I trust NYCFC's FO. I don't trust ours. I just don't. And, and they shouldn't be making decisions based on what fans think or how much they love a player. I agree with that 100%. But this particular move, the only way you can make sense of it is that you have a crowded midfield and a thin defense. And again, it, it's a really hard sell to the fans. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it it's a, again, it, it's... It's a show of it shows the 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 incompetence in this FO that they put themselves in that situation where if you do something like this, it would be accepted. You know, I mean if you had other DPs that were just as productive, I don't think anyone would blink an eye. They would be sad, but no one would be blinking an eye. If Gio and Jonah were the DPs that we had all hoped. Especially Gio. If Gio is like the leading goal scorer right now, Gio is going to be untouchable. There's no way you're going to. There's no way you're going to sell sure. him. If if Jonah is um, is standing out and he doesn't, unfortunately, because of the the, the role that he plays, um, he's not going to get on the stat sheets. But those little things that he does, he'll probably be the most expendable one. And no one's going to blink an eye. No one's going to bat an eye. But if he was standing out, we're like, no, no, no. He's the link. You need him. He is the link between the defense and the and the forwards. You need him in there or this team crumbles. You got to get a real Alessandrini. It'll hurt. But people will be more accepting because that would be the one that, uh, you know, isn't detrimental uh, if, uh, if you were to get rid of them. Because you still have the other two DPs that were doing what they're supposed to be doing. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So there's no way that you can possibly spin this uh, in a way that can, can, can be positive, unfortunately. So, I mean, and again, this is the uh, front office is doing, that they put themselves in this situation. I'm not sure if, um, I mean, I'm not sure if writing it out is also the same, uh, is another answer. Because I, I don't think that's really true. But, um I mean, it, it, it's a it's a fucked up situation. Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask for you sure. this, Lewis. If the Galaxy were to sign Jeff Cameron, let's say by some magic of Gam Tam and whatever, the Galaxy are able to sign Jeff Cameron and keep Alessandrini. Do they have a run at MLS Cup? 
theoretically, in this league, everybody has okay, a shot. Realistically, do they can they make a run at MLS Cup? <sighs> the way the Western Conference is playing out, I think right now they have a realistic shot. To be perfectly without, without honest, Jeff Cameron, they, they are without on a seven Jeff Cameron game. without without Jeff okay. Cameron. I mean, I mean, I mean, look look at it this way. Look at it this way. Um, the games against San Jose and DC United, where we drop four points, we should have had wins. If you add those four points, uh, yeah, but but placement, but placement right in now, the West does that we placement would be, in, the, in the league does I, not guarantee you. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. And, and 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 I understand that. I, I totally understand that. My point is, is that as of right now, with with all the dysfunction in this team. If you would have just given them those four points, we would be tied for second place in the Western Conference with LAFC. Should we win the game on Thursday, we would be in sole possession of second place, and we would be only one point behind Dallas at that at that time. Dallas would still play uh, later on in the in the uh, in the week, so you know they, they could go back up to four points, but. If that were Without, the case, within that we're only distance. one point behind, they're within striking distance, yes. And keep in mind that in the supporter shield race, Dallas is third. And we would be one point behind right. them should yeah. we have gotten that. So we so it's crazy to believe that we would be in fourth this, place in the supporter shield. This year's shield. been wacky. That, this year's been wacky. It, it's absolutely wacky. So to answer your question, without Jeff Cameron, yes, we actually do have a shot at MLS Cup. Now – we are on a roll right now. If we continue this form for, I mean, even, I mean, half the form that we are, I mean, is as inconsistent that we are, if you had four points that we could possibly be in fourth place in the supporter shield is ludicrous. So a shot at MLS Cup, or at least being in that game, is pretty, pretty legitimate. Now, once you get to that final, more than likely you're going to be playing Atlanta. NYCFC or the Red yeah. Bulls, in which case you're not going to be the favorite going and you're probably going to be. No, on but, the it's road. A, but it's a one off. So but as, it's a one off. So it is it is a one off, but we would not be the favorites going into any single one of those games. I can assure you so, of that. Um, so does Jeff Cameron, is that the X factor? I, I, I personally don't think so. If I'm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it may be the incorrect decision. The fact that you're that close from, you know, from a, from a supporter shield. I mean, seriously, if you're that – with the inconsistent season that we've had and we're still close to the top, at this point you got to figure let's just write yeah. it so, because we're starting to find that, that form. Let's write it out and see what's going so, on. So, so then let me, let me run this by you. It, 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 it's a really weird, tricky sure, situation. Sure. And, let, me, know, let me run but... this by you. Uh, the end of the season, let's say the Galaxy make a deep playoff run or even make the final. Uh, win or lose, okay. it doesn't matter. Uh, Galaxy, in order to shore up the defense for 2018, uh, sorry, for 2019, they sell Alessandrini in the off season. Are you okay with that move? <sighs> who's uh, who's the defender matter. that's coming in? It doesn't matter. They sell Alessandrini. It doesn't matter? In the off season, well, then it, well, okay, then, then, okay, well, then that's different because if I get another no name that I've never heard of, 
the way Shelvick or Felcher is, I got a problem. Because I mean, I'm all for a no name making a name for themselves, but this scout, the, the scouting team for given, the Galaxy, when it comes to defense, it's given, not good. Given Alessandrini's, so I, I giving, Al, giving Alessandrini's temper and his uh, his his um, affinity for throwing fits on the field and and making a very public show. Do you think that that gets better or worse in year three? Um. I guess it depends on what his role is in year three. Um, I, I think the frustration is coming from, you know, his his desire and his dedication mm-hmm. to play. Um, you know, and, and I have no problem there. I, I as of right now, you know, th- th- there are times where he's pouty and it doesn't look good. But as far as we know, it's not disrupting the locker room. As far as we know, right? Um, he hasn't made, he hasn't, as far he hasn't as we made know. any advances on on teammates. Uh, he hasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So, so we don't have to worry about that year right now. I mean, um, and I that's mean, really hard like, to do. You know, I mean, the, the guys, the, exactly. the guys, are beautiful I was, I was say, I was like, you know, he so much as looks in the other direction, and you know, maybe there's a chance for that. But <laughs> yeah, um, no, it, it honestly, I mean, I, I kind of admire the the fact that he wants to play, the fact that he's. Um, and personally, I'm sure there's ego involved in it, but I also believe that he feels he's earned it and he deserves it. And I, in a way, I kind of side with him. Um, but as far as we know, if it's not disrupting the locker room, uh, I don't see a problem with it. The, the, the moment it becomes an issue um, and it becomes uh, – it could be a potential problem. Then at that point, you might start thinking of selling them high. Um because um, we we know very well what a poisonous locker room can do, regardless of how much talent you have. So um, at that point, then maybe. But um, I I rather enjoy his passion and and his dedication, to be perfectly okay. honest. And he's uh, and like I said, it, it's not a guy who it's not a little engine that could. The guy has proven himself, um, and. Um, even off the bench, as mad as he is, then if that's what it takes to, to motivate him, then, then so be it. He comes off the bench and he's extremely effective. And like I said, seven game winning streak. Um, I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure it's it's completely by accident. Uh, that New England game, uh, notwithstanding. Right. <laughs> um, but um, I'm not sure. Like it, it's a difficult decision. But I think at the end of the day, um, the way things are currently going right now. Um, might have to write it out. Yep. All right. Well, we covered we so. covered the, the Philadelphia game. We covered the uh, we previewed <laughs> LAFC. We talked a little bit about uh, you know what what's in store for the future for the Galaxy's DPS. Uh, Lewis, do you have anything else to talk about? Yeah, we actually have two games uh, this week. Uh, right. We face Orlando <laughs> on Sunday, uh, so we also got that. Um, so, yes, I know all the attention is going to be on the LAFC game and with good reason. Um, so, really quick, again, our predictions are on balls and beers, so go ahead and listen to that. But the Orlando game. Uh, Orlando, uh, nine-game losing streak, finally snapped it against Toronto. Um, they have a new coach. Uh, so, you know, you got the bump there. Uh, they went into Columbus and were up 2-1. to one, Got a very, very... Um, controversial. We'll leave it at controversial. Uh, penalty called against them. 
completely took them off their game, and Columbus was able to score two in the fi- in the dying minutes, and uh, a la the Galaxy in New England, and steal the victory from Orlando. They they could be uh, on a two game winning streak uh, uh, before hosting uh, NYCFC uh, on uh, Wednesday. The thing about this game is I think it's overlooked because of the LAFC game. Um, I think emotions are going to be running so high in the LAFC game that um, you might be due for a letdown against one of the weaker teams uh, on Sunday. Um, Is it even possible that they overlook the LAFC game and play the long game and say, you know what, let's just go ahead and rest and get the, the victory on Sunday um, I I don't know what the mentality is. Obviously, as a fan, you don't want to hear something. No, like that. I I, I think um, if anything else, you overlook the Orlando game and you play you you sort of you would think you sort of go yeah you know, mean, with, with, with some of our lesser starters, we can probably get a, a win out of Orlando or out of hosting Orlando. I think uh, Orlando is a good game for Felcher to maybe get some minutes. I think uh, uh, depending on where Legette is in his recovery, Orlando is a good a good team to get some minutes in. Um, I think that uh, Bradford Jamison is also another good candidate to get some minutes. Carrasco as well. I think we're going to see a lot of squad rotation happening for that Orlando game because... Yeah, I, yeah, I think because, so too. Uh, obviously, the Galaxy, you want to win the LAFC game. Uh, I don't think that in any way, shape, or form, they're, they're overlooking that one. But a Sunday game against Orlando, they figured maybe they can get by with, uh, with you know Galaxy one and a half. Um, you would think so, but, but like I said, I mean, uh, you, you had, uh, two, uh, cross country trips back to back, uh, five, uh, four or five days rest before you play LAFC. And then on two days rest, you have to play Orlando. Um, it, it, that, that's not easy to do. Um, I have to figure that, yes, there will be a lot of rotation, uh, in that Orlando game. Um, I think Orlando, um, you know, you know, don't, uh. I don't want to say don't sleep on Orlando because I mean it's it's weird for me to say that a team that lost nine games in a row can hurt you, but I mean there's different circumstances uh, to every game, and obviously we got ours here with uh, with uh, you know the scheduling and the and the travel. Um, I think we overlook Orlando. To be honest, I I still think we're capable of beating Orlando. Um, but I, I think that uh, this team is going to give everything it has, as it should, against LAFC and uh, just kind of could possibly lay an egg uh, against Orlando. I, I think I have a feeling that we can still pull the victory off, but it's going to be an extremely ugly one. Um, I, I think we'll be outplayed for most of the match and then just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll score on a, on a set piece or a counter and uh um, I don't want to say it's one zero. I don't give our defense that much credit. Although ironically, we've we posted quite a few shutouts this season, um, and Orlando is uh, deficient when it comes to scoring. But um, I, I think it's going to look kind of similar to New England, where you know Orlando is just kind of you know half possession of the ball, and uh, it, it, I, I just got to feel that that we'll be chasing the game. And we'll be a little slower because of the the games we have played and the rotation of the of the team. So they're not going to look. Um, um, I, I don't think they're going to have any rhythm. I, I still think they, they get the victory, but it's going to be an, an extremely ugly game. Um, but um, the, the the good news is is that once you get past that, the the, the schedule 
and I'm sorry, I have said this before, the schedule does get uh, very favorable because um, we had one hell of a schedule to, to start off uh, the season. I mean, we had both New York teams and Atlanta within the first month or two. So we had an extremely tough schedule. Um, we get some sort of break. Uh, we get Orlando. We get Colorado. Uh, that's on the road. Um, and then we get Minnesota at home and then again Colorado. Um, I'm not sure um, if Seattle would still be on their little mini un, uh, unbeaten run, but then we play against uh, Seattle before uh, we host LAFC yet again. So the, the the scheduling is actually very favorable, and uh, they can get more than uh, just a few results, uh, or at least I mean I know I've said that before, <laughs> but um, you know, but uh, this is a much easier schedule than I saw even in uh, in May. So. Um, this is a time where you're getting your points and you're fighting for that playoff position. And who knows, we maybe at the end of, uh, of August or mid August, maybe, uh, we could be in the first place in Western conference. It, it's, it's totally possible. Um, that would be, no, that would but, be second um, place in the West as predicted by me. That would be pretty close to, you did say second in the West. Um, so I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I, I think the Galaxy have something to look forward to, especially with the little run that they're having right now. I mean, if they can get past LAFC, um, that's another shot in the arm before you start playing against some of the weaker opponents. Um, yeah, we can make a pretty uh, uncanny run, um, even to support a Shield. I don't think we'll win it, but like I said, if you add those four points and then a victory against LAFC, um, <laughs> we'd be in fourth place that, in the entire be, league. Wild, that's man. Uh, that, that 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 that's crazy but if like i said it's a favorable schedule anything can happen this is mls this is why we watch it this is why we love it um so yeah we we have a, a chance to go uh, unbeaten in nine we have a chance to beat uh our cross time cross town rivals um we're almost at the finish line uh it, it's just around the corner now it's, it's it's i mean we're already in week 22 it's uh it seems like the the, the season. I, I can't even believe we're this far in. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, Lewis. Yeah, we're we're, we're we're in the we're in the end game now. This was the only way. I, I think we are. Exactly. This is this is the end game. This is uh, this is where the real season begins, and we have a favorable favorable schedule. So um, let's go ahead and uh, shoot some positivity out there. All right, guys, this is uh, thank you for listening. This has been LA is our house episode. What are we? 122? 122. 122. Thanks for listening. Uh, do all the things that we should normally do. I don't see any uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes or whatever. So go out. Please go out and do that. Even if you hate us, even if you want to talk shit, give us a five star rating so that way you can find people can find why you hate us and then talk shit in the comments. It's fine. Um, other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully after LAFC, uh, you know, bows down to us once again. Yes, sir. Bye. See you guys next week. Bye. The LAFC. The LAFC. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. 
hit that subscribe button and we'll see you in the next episode.